Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's episode 262 of the Movie Review Show, and I'm recording this at 9.30 and 42 seconds p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Monday night, May the 11th, 2020, the year of our COVID. See what I did there? I took a, uh, a popular saying, the year of our Lord, and I changed the word Lord, and I put in COVID, because we want to make this timely, keeping it of the time. And that's what we are doing here at the top of the program, doing a little housekeeping business. Top of the show business. And um, I don't have a lot to say other than I had a good day today, and I'm, I'm, I looked at the uh, this Monday as a kind of a, a point of renewal for, for me as a human, personally. And uh, I'm trying to just maximize my time, which, again, I've noted on previous episodes and uh, various platforms online uh, and, and, and offline, uh, how my time has been uh, uh, stolen, in a sense, and that my time is not my own. Um, but I, 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 I hope to, to get into this mode and stay into this kind of more productive mode and do things like, you know, use this hour or two before I totally have zapped of all energy and, and have to conk out. And, and hopefully I can conk out knowing that I uh, sleep more peacefully in than knowing that I did such a um, great job of, of the day, conquering the day, as it were. And I don't, I don't know how we'll see how this works in the long term. I, I have no idea. The, today's episode is the uh, Back to the Future 1 and 3. Now. If you recall, I did about a 40-minute episode. I believe it was... It was episode 250, but I believe it was kind of the maybe the last one or one of the last two that I did. It was definitely one of the last couple that I did before all this went to hell, uh, which was, I guess, well, God, it's March. It's freaking March, man. So what was that? That was... It seems longer than, than two months, but I guess it's only been two months of, like, Total quarantine. It seems like six to, to six to nineteen months. I can't somewhere in there. I can't only put my finger on it. Um, but I, I reviewed. I wanted to do something kind of special for episode two fifty. So I did something different in, in in that I reviewed a movie that I had not watched recently. Uh, I didn't rewatch it. The review was more of a freeform. Uh, spiel about my love for movies and the impetus uh for my i think you know what, what i was able to locate as the genesis of my uh cinephilehood all the way back to being a um eight-year-old or nine-year-old uh walking into that movie theater and, and seeing the beginning of uh, back to the future 2 and hearing that music and how i can you know so it's a fond childhood memory and i kind of just uh i don't even know what i spoke about <laughs> Neither here nor there now. I'm not gonna. I don't ever re-listen to these. So, I hope it was a good one. But what? But uh, what I've been doing, and I haven't written these reviews out yet. And my review was a short one. My written review for the Back to the Future Two. And plan on writing a little bit more about the whole trilogy because what I did was when I was going through some uh, stuff in my basement recently, I found a handful of cassettes, and among them were the. Uh, was the trilogy, the Back to the Future trilogy, on VHS cassette? Uh, I think you know pretty much each each. It wasn't like a set; they were each their own 
kind of copy uh, in v in VHS. It wasn't like a, it was it wasn't like a re-release VHS trilogy like another Star Wars package uh, on VHS. But I, I I as it were I have a working VHS player in my office, which for no good reason I don't I don't own I didn't even think I owned. Uh, any VHS copies. I guess I knew they were somewhere down there, but it's not like I'm seeking them out or seeking copies of any kind of VHS to watch. And with the funny things about this v this VHS player that I hooked up when I moved to this new we moved to this new house uh, almost a year ago now, which is crazy. It was, it was a, the the year uh, the years are going by quicker for me, which is I don't know if that's good or bad. Probably bad, but um, I'm not sure. Anyway, the, I have this VHS DVD player combo, kind of like the Pizza Hut KFC situation, and uh, the DVD player portion of it does not work at all. Uh, I tried to clean it, some homemade remedies. Um, I know there's like a disc you can buy, like a disc cleaner, and I don't even know if that's the problem with it. But I can't get that working. Uh, ironically, I guess I don't know if it's I don't know if that's ironic, but the VHS worked, and I ha and I remember trying it out because I found a tape some some log on. I was shocked that the VHS worked and the DVD didn't. But then I thought, wouldn't it be fun? I guess because I do work out in my office still. And if you if you're wondering, the uh, I've been thinking a lot about this program uh, and the fact that I've recorded 262 episodes and reviewed now, which will be 314 movies in total. Once we Count these two onto the tally. I was thinking about this this show uh, now now called the Movie Review Show, and how I have this new website filmforlife.weebly.com, and the genesis of how it all started to now what eventually I hope to be this website chronicling all the uh, written and recorded reviews. Such a, it's such a huge undertaking, and it's one that's not complete yet, and here I am touting it in a sense. It's this kind of unfinished thing. And that's fine, I guess, because like a lot of what I do is this kind of big unfinished thing. It's it's sense I'm trying to merge it all. You know, every kind of... Every, every little angle I'm working here in terms of uh, my artistic... It's a disease, in a sense, having to put any effort into something that you get it's it's the ROI the return on investment is uh, negative negative by uh, leaps and bounds is it negative it's uh, taking a toll on my mental health and certainly um, uh, just in terms of my the best case scenario of using my one's time it's not exactly a pr productive uh, venture any of this I just when I say all of this it's it, it's not just movie reviews it's, it's, I'm still writing uh, or writing books uh, trying, to, trying to write books and publish these books and um, music and uh, experimental film I don't I don't, I don't know all, the little all of the uh, and it's 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 a true jack-of-all-trades type of thing it's uh, one would say master of none and I kind of had an idea for a show about it called master i don't know if i'm gonna go through with that but it was maybe it was like said in new york city and i was just like kind of uh dating a dick a dating show and um i'm not a creep though i'm not i wouldn't do that oh what is it? uh we uh i guess i should get into this actual review i wanted to say that the hub the hubbub 
um, the hub at My America, which is classically referred to as movies.myamerica, myamera.ca, um, isn't being updated anymore. I think, sadly, I'm going to put the kibosh on that, and I've implemented a new numbering system, which is, of course, the filmforlife.weebly.com system. And I've gone ahead and renumbered some movies just a bit willy-nilly. And I have this I had this idea to do a a non-specific review show where I talk about how I'm changing the uh, scores for a lot of these these movies and I don't know. I don't, I'm not quite sure I know how to organize this or if, if that's even the best way to do it um, because I did jump. I moved a lot of these around, uh, lowering and uh, mostly hiring. Uh, hiring? Uh, uh, you know, giving, kind of uh, uh, slotting some films into higher ranks. For example, I have this, the classic tier. And I... Um, put three films in there that weren't in that tier before. Um, I don't think I, don't, I downgraded anything. And then I have like the almost classics. I, I put a bunch more into that. So I just wanted to kind of even even things out. And I think I have a nice little list now. And I, and I do want to get that out there. Um, but I also don't know the best way to, to do this because if, if I just do an episode where I'm just randomly talking about... Um, films i just don't know how to link that I, i'm just trying to think of the best way to like uh, organize this on the page on the web page just from a logistical standpoint very boring stuff um as far as any kind of content that one would want to consume is concerned having me hear, hear me think it out loud about some very kind of behind the scenes decision making uh process type stuff anyway that's the that's the pre-show ramble which was truly a, a pretty good ramble 10 minutes now uh of just straight ramble i didn't didn't intend for that necessarily uh let's let's listen to a clip and then let's talk about back to the future one two and three we'll talk about the whole you know what i know i already did the two but this was this is going to basically be a uh, uh and i'll label this uh, officially as a review of one and three because i did I, I gave two its own episode but essentially we'll be talking a lot about two as well we'll talk about the whole trilogy after we uh, take a short break and listen to a little clip from Part three that I thought uh, was a good one to play. Amen. Damn it, no! Come on, Doc. Wake up. Wake up, Doc. How many do you have? Just one. Just one? Come on, Doc. There's a fella that can't hold his liquor. Give me some coffee. You want to sober him up in a hurry, son? You're going to have to use something a lot stronger than coffee. Yeah, what do you suggest? Joey! Let's make some Waco tonight. In about ten minutes, he's going to be as sober as a priest on Sunday. Ten minutes? Why do we have to cut these things so damn close? Here, stick this clothespin on his nose. 
when he opens up his mouth, go ahead and pour it on down his throat. Oh, and stand back. from Back to the Future 3, which just as I, as I was saying before by the VHS, so I, I did rewatch the entire trilogy um, in the last week. Yeah, I guess it was about a week. Maybe, yeah, it's five, maybe it have been a little less than a week. I, I ended up uh, plowing through the trilogy. And it was interesting to rewatch. I hadn't watched, so I... Back to Future 1, my wife and I saw play on an outdoor screening at Penn's Landing in Philadelphia. And that was probably three or four years ago, maybe. Maybe three years. Yeah, something like that. It was, in, it was like in it was a summertime thing. And they had this like, you know, outdoor free kind of thing. You could show up. And we packed a couple of, uh, you know, uh, road sodas, as a, you, know, to, you know, keeping it uh, low key. It was a family affair. But, uh, it was fun. That was a fun night to watch that. And I think the first two films I've said before are both classic films. And, and, and But having rewatched them, I can say that I don't think I've watched two or three in their entirety, probably. And I'm very committed to kind of sit down viewing the movie um, since the, my, they were these same VHS copies that I probably watched uh, this last week. I, I know I've seen two and three in the sort of basic cable uh, land, which, I mean, I'm going on, I want to say going on nine, ten years. If not, it's, again, time flying, as noted earlier in the show. But I, I um, my concept of time is off because I'm trying to think of like when I cut the cord. And I think it was, man, I think it was as early as ten, over ten years ago, maybe even. It's... um. Could it have been? I mean, I don't, maybe it was. It was at least seven, eight years now since I've cut the cord on uh, not having cable and been uh, using Roku. Um, I'll, I have to do some fact checks on that because I don't. I honestly I have no clue. Like, I could you know, someone could say, tell me it was fifteen years ago, and I'd be like, sure. I don't think it was definitely not that long ago. Uh, it was maybe closer to ten than I than, but but my, probably even that is probably too high. I, I I honestly don't know. I don't know. Um. My point being is that without having the channel surfing, which was really a hell now that you, you know, in a way it was a hell, but in a way it was also just like, this was, you know, it's this whole paradox of choice that we're living in now in that at any, at any second we have a library of the world's entire work at our fingertips, essentially. And it's endless choice, and, the, and you think, but that's also just like no choice. It's almost like it becomes an impossibility to make a choice of like what you want to watch. Um, this happens in grocery stores as well. Uh, it, it's a real phenomenon. Google it. It's uh, 
it's pretty pretty fascinating and it's one i believe in fully and you didn't have that really when you had channel surfing because you just had the moment the controller and the up and down and you would stop and you'd watch something and maybe you'd watch it for a long time or maybe you'd watch it for 10 minutes or 10 seconds and it's sort of eliminated choice in a sense i mean they had, you you have you, you would get more and more channels as, as cable cable went on and developed but um it was it was different than what we have now in our in like the netflix scroll model which you're seeing these thumbnails and maybe a, a clip will start playing but it's like it, it it's it's not the same it's it's this this uh there's something stressful about it nowadays or can be if you let it if you, and i and i would i would um implore you to fight against that those feelings honestly if you can i think they're unhealthy and i try to keep a list of things to watch and I, like i said i haven't written the review for the post that i'm going to post on online for this um for these movies I I started it, but I haven't gotten too far with them. I'm, I'm sort of keeping it loose and in, in like again in the moment of like now. So time, I know that's not the best way to write um, film critique uh, to tie it to a very insular kind of personal level in an, in a very time specific um, way like that. But I just it's it's sort of where I'm at right now with how I'm operating and. It feels right to do, uh, and I, what I was what I was talking about in the, just the first few sentences that I have down there is that there's there's um I have this list I was just talking about you know, trying to eliminate the paradox of choice by coming up with a definitive list and say I'll be I'll be watching this now and I'll be watching this and, and, and so eliminating the choice there's the stuff I've made note of as I've as I've gone on about my days here and uh, weeks and months and years and. These are just a long list of movies, and I try and order them in a way that makes sense for the week ahead. And it doesn't always work out. Sometimes it doesn't work out at all, and I end up watching the entire Back to the Future trilogy on VHS, which is what happened to me this last week. Um, and I think it's because I'm in search of some sort of like comfort food content. Uh, I don't want to necessarily start or. Um, start a really kind of uh heady movie necessarily i want to i want to and i want to i kind of want to watch stuff i've seen before you know I, and i know i i like because uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks few couple months here now and so you know uh i, I was doing this peter greenaway um who i love i think he's a great filmmaker and i, I could rewatch. um any of the early stuff of his still even though i've just rewatched it sort of recently i could rewatch it again but i i've, I've hit a I've hit a snag with kind of watching his filmography because now i'm in the two you know later 2000s part portion of his uh and it's heady stuff it's not exactly uh maybe not exactly fun viewing i don't want to say it's boring or you know it's it's I, it's something that i'd be into maybe if my head my head space was a little different but where I find myself here in 2020 is not exactly drawn to that kind of uh, crazy intellectual 
very highly experimental in a lot of ways type of content, I want to watch the Back to the Future trilogy and I want to watch it on VHS. And in bad ratio, because it's like stretched out, right? Because it's supposed to be for like a three, four, but then I don't, I don't think I, I don't know if there's a way to, to not stretch it out on your, if you're watching it on a flat screen TV and so it, looked, it looked like shit <laughs> and I'm watching it on this like bad definition ratio. It's not even, it's like my oldest flat screen TV here in my office. Just bad, kind of like, you know, an old VHS looking tape, like beat up. Uh, I actually had to bail on three because there was a click on the sound that was just driving me nuts. Uh, 20 minutes and I, I, I switched to digital on uh, Back to Future 3, full disclosure. And I was thinking about how I wanted to talk about the trilogy and specifically one and three because we already gave two a bit of its moment. Um, and there were some notes I made and I kind of thinking, do I like, do I throw, do I throw all these out? The one, the one note I made about three there was the clip that you heard was, I think, indicative of one of the reasons why three is, I think, is you know, I, I don't think I'm blowing anyone's mind when I think, I think it's the lesser of the three, uh, the final, the finale, which you know, it was, it was a high bar was set, so I mean, it's not, it's not the end of the world, it's not the worst thing in the world, um. But that the wake up juice just is just there's there's some straight up goofiness in the script of three, and and not even the plotting necessarily because I think the plot of three is actually holds up, and the over the structural arc of the whole time the whole uh, traveling in time uh, is a nice kind of touch. You know, you have the, you have the fifties, you have the future, you have the wild west. So those are three kind of worlds that the movie all the movies exist in obviously in uh two you have the added bonus of the kind of hell world 1985 um which is which was hilarious on rewatching that of how funny and over the over the top just with the with the gang violence in the, in the middle of uh hill valley just um i forgot how how just um crazy over the top that was there were some continuum things that you can you can nitpick the and i thought about doing that i was like you know what there's i have some i have some time some straight up just time travel questions about the series can't go down that road because it'll it'll zap all the fun um out of it um and so yeah i have these notes and they're, they're not a lot of them honestly and i think i have the least to say is about the first one, even though I've seen that the most, and I've seen it now twice in full, um, fairly recently. And it's, I, I always want to say two is better, but even to rank two and one, and I know I made that case when I did my long uh, review of number two. Um, but I think that's, I think one is, that one's, one's the best. I mean, it doesn't, the, the, there's certain aspects of one that just um, create a feeling in the viewer that can't be really be replicated. Uh, Crispin Glover, you know, punching out Biff, George McFly, uh, and Crispin Glover in general, he's missed sorely in the in the in two especially. I mean, in three, I don't know what kind of role he would have had there. I mean, I guess they could have had him play the. Um, well, the, I don't know if it would have made sense. Holy shit. That's 
like a bomber. Where am I town? Wow. I'm like a bit shaken. I'm like, uh, I picked up the mic at all, but that was, I think, a trans, trans, uh, shit. transistor. What's the thing that transformer? It was something blew up somewhere outside. Holy shit, that was loud. Shook the whole house. Oh, I got hit, uh, I got hit pause on this and. Settle myself. Well, having just uh, listened back to the last audio clip um, after a short break to catch my breath, I did hear you could, you could hear the explosion, and I'll try and isolate it here um, right now. Uh, see it with a little bit more uh, compression to see if you don't know, hear. So you could hear what it sounded like that a thing I just heard. And I still have no idea. I'm searching Twitter to see if anyone in the area is mentioning it. It was it was the loudest sound I think I've ever heard in my life. So here it is. If it made sense. Holy shit. Anyway, it's uh that's this has completely jarred me and kind of thrown me off. But I do have a uh Back to the Future one and and three review to I guess um get back into uh where were we? we were talking about i was talking about a uh, one yeah so the, the stuff with um the the one there is there there is i guess the, the if you want to be kind of woke modern dude about it there the the impetus for the um ending is very rapey and it's um especially given that it's his mom and just the plan that they hatch in general is uh, very bizarre. Just even for the, uh, even when this movie come out, it comes out in the eighties. It's just like they're they're really that's the plan is that he's gonna get too handsy with the with the with the date, and then George is gonna save her. You know, it's like God, that whole idea. It's so obvious, um, but it. And I'm sure there's a million articles online, but somehow I, I don't think I've ever thought about that till this last re rewatch. That's literally my only note on on one. I don't have a lot to say about one. It's just I think other than that, I think it's a great, it's a classic movie that holds up in every in every respect. Kind of a perfect film. Uh, the two again, we talked about two a little bit. Uh if you want to get again preachy, I can you can um, single out how the Elizabeth Shue uh, Jennifer character is treated. Uh, almost a comically, I think they, they, she's knocked out like three or four, like three times, I think, or, or like put under. Uh, just kind of rendered completely useless. And is that misogynistic? I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's 
does she need to be there to you know to have her come along in the time machine it's almost like they shouldn't they should have ridden her out of that transition into the marty going back cuz it just it doesn't look great now and it's she's so just it's a nothing character it's a nothing role i, I don't know there's that so uh so that'd be the only kind of uh, it's not even a knock necessarily just something that I think if you're going to get preachy about it like alright uh, I guess you could if you want to I choose not to because it's just it kind of ruins the memory of it <laughs> there's so much cool stuff in 2 my favorite guy in 2 is the I call him the wallet guy and he has um two scenes same, well sort of the same scene but two kind of clip parts where he's um, I think I think he took his wallet I think the guy took his wallet he says it. He ends up saying it one more time to kind of drive it home. This is so funny to me. I don't really know why. Um, I I, I love two on rewatch. Three is the worst one. I will I'll say it's the only one that I don't designate a classic. I think I'm just going to give that a solid nine. Nine out of ten. I don't even think it's a borderline classic. I don't. I think don't think you can even put it into that kind of conversation. It is the conclusion of the story the there's some there's some nice parts of the movie don't get me wrong uh the fact the the score is maybe one of the better total musical scores in so much as it takes the motifs the themes of the the classic um you know the classic thematic and it takes some of the that stuff and it it gives it like the aaron copeland old-timey western flair and then there's some actual actual new kind of very Copeland ripoff stuff in the score, which is it's nice it's kind of it's very open outdoorsy uh, western feel. But it has the so it does it has a couple little sequences is good. I, I think the B- Mad Dog uh, Biff is great in all these movies. I know he's I just you know it's funny that I'm doing this today because they're actually I haven't watched it yet, but um the Olaf guy, Josh Gad, Josh Gad. I, I watched his reunion kind of Zoom YouTube uh, special where he re- interviewed the entire cast of the Goonies and they pretty much got everyone who's alive back on it. And um, he did one with the Back to the Future cast today, but he didn't get, obviously, Crispin Glover, but I didn't realize that the Biff, Biff actor, and ex- pardon me, I don't remember I don't know what, his, what his name is off the top of my head. Um... Thomas F. Wilson. Uh, he um, he's really disowned the character in the trilogy. I guess I guess because it's he's he was he's he for a while just was that was it for him. I guess and he's actually had some other roles. I remember seeing him in some stuff um, recently, and I was like, oh, that's um, Biff. Uh, but I guess he he didn't participate in the kind of the Josh Gad reunion show today. I, I will watch that eventually, obviously. As a nerd, as a Back to the Future nerd as I am, and I'm not even that much of a nerd. I mean, I I, do, I love these films, but like I just said, I haven't watched, I haven't sat down to rewatch them in their entirety in many years, uh, which is strange. Cause seeing as much, I kind of like feel like I'm uh, as a kid, I, I I loved them so much. I guess that happens though with stuff. But three is in three, I definitely have not watched in 
God, I think probably, you know, I own the VHS copy, so I must have watched it when we got it on VHS, and I'm sure I saw it in the movie theater um, when it came out. But it has just the cheese, it has by far the cheesiest sort of not like pop culture nods and just like the whole wake up juice, like just the goofiest um, kind of dialogues uh, parts. Uh, the the moonwalk sequence when he dances in the beginning when he first gets to, to the there's nothing like that in any of the other two movies in in terms of just like this is it it's somehow it somehow crossed the line whereas all the other little pop culture stuff that's happened in the past too and again past future like the different kind of like uh, fish out of water stuff that happens when you mix the cultures of these people and you know, fish out of the fish out of water, uh, time jumps. They were always, they're always a little cheesy. Um, and they're supposed to be, but this one, that one just came off. as just like, I was like, I cringed a little bit at the moonwalk sequence with the, uh, the ends with Biff getting covered with spittoon slobber. And, um, I would also say that, that I think just, just from my, like there's certain, there's certain sets it's weird because three has what I think is the best set piece or action sequence rather. Uh, I think the train ending just from an action movie standpoint, it still holds up in that the drama they can, they, 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 uh, they build on in that sequence. Uh, it's crazy. It, 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 I, I enjoy, I, I kind of forgot how, how intense that was. Um, and and just there's it's very like high stakes because I mean they're using a lot of stunt doubles and they're on this actual moving train. And it must have been just extreme, extremely difficult to shoot. And I really appreciated that scene, that sequence a lot. And you know, every once in a while you you can see an action. And I don't watch action new action movies now, so I'm probably missing out on a lot of cool stuff like that. Uh, that it looks even better. Um. And I should. I don't know why. I don't know what about them. Uh, I, like, like I'm just for example, off the top of my head, the Mission Impossible movies. Like I, I don't. I think I saw the first one in the theater way back when. I don't think I've seen a single one after that. How many are those? Five. Um. But then you have so you have that as a kind of the, the a high point in the whole trilogy, and then but then other parts of the movie, just cinematography and just like it just it just doesn't like like the dance set, dance sequence, the hoedown something about that night scene just didn't look right to me some of the other stuff the interiors i was just kind of like yeah they kind of seem a little hokey like they're on some they're on a movie set you know just whereas whereas i think some of the beauty of like going back into the the original and everything is like those, those were movie sets clearly but they were just like top of the top of the line like those that was like all out uh so there's that and i think like I said, I'm not going to pick apart the time travel stuff because I think that's, um, you, you know, you can't really, you can't really win if you go down that rabbit hole. I'll say this though: the end of a uh, spoiler alert, I guess, if you, if you haven't seen the Back to the Future trilogy, you know, now's your chance. Hit pause. Um, the the very end of uh, three, Marty, of course, the train thing works. He's transported to the he's uh, into the future back you know back to 1985. 
and he's on and it comes up on train tracks that are finished in 1985 but the bridge is still kind of unfinished in 1885 he then is hit by the the DeLorean is then smashed to pieces by um an oncoming train there's no he just he gets out he sees the he's he's dressed in wild west gear and there are people around it's broad daylight he and they smash this DeLorean and then that's just there's no there's no mention of that event happening just the guy came out of nowhere get hit got the train ran him over he got away they didn't question Marty nothing just and he ends up going back to the train like he he ends up going back to the uh, the time machine, right? Like with, and that's when the, the train time machine. It's like very of all the of all the unbelievable things in these three movies that are about time travel. That to me struck me as just like, man, they really just they kind of after that great action sequence. Then the way that they just, I know they had, I know they had to have the time machine destroyed, and that was part of it. And there was this big. You know, it's a cool looking scene with the time machine getting run over by the modern train. But it just it didn't play didn't play out well for me. Um, just from a logistics standpoint. I it just it felt lazy. It just felt lazy. And it's like you came this far. It's like you couldn't just made the movie five minutes longer and had them you know, they they'd always taken such good care of those little little elements that I feel like this one was just a big kind of misstep and it was at the very end of the movie. Anyway, that's one of the reasons why three is not in the classic zone. Uh, that and just the cheesy, some of the bad dialogue. Mary Steenbur- Steenburgen is uh, fine. Did Doc need a love interest? To make, I mean, Marty doesn't really have one in this movie so it's sort of like Know, I guess I'm fine with it, but man, I'm on edge after that bomb went off. Let's hear the bomb one, one more time, and then we'll I'll end it with the um, sound of I'm gonna end this episode right now uh, with the sound of what I think might be a bomb in my neighborhood. I'm not sure. Here it is. If it would have made sense.